Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Botch Boys. It's your boy, Ethan. Davis will be on in a second. Today is February 23rd, 2022, the day after Tuesday. You know what I mean. Um, we're back. we got a great slate for you. We're going to go over the Eagles. We're going to talk about that last last week. We're going to get into free agency and some Rogers stuff. And then we'll go to March Madness, which is just around the corner. So we'll get you ready for that. And we'll finish off with a little post-All-Star break NBA talk. Uh, James Harden's come back this Friday. It's a big deal. And we'll talk about all that and more in a couple minutes, but Davis, roll that intro. Summer, all I did was rest. New Year's, all I did was stretch. Valentine's Day, I had sex. We'll see what's about to happen next. This ain't no regular shit. We never begging for shit. Niggas is ready to quit. Shit that they hate to admit. In Texas, I keep a rifle inside of the whip, call it driving a stick. In Vegas, I get two million a night from the wind just to run through the hits. All that on top of the chips. Davis. Ethan, We're what's back. up? Yeah. A um, little bit of an echo, but it's okay. Um, we are here to talk about some Eagle stuff, some March Madness stuff. It's going to be good to get into a nice little recap post-Super Bowl. Um, first off, how does it feel that football's over? Because it doesn't feel real yet still. No, it's sad. But you know what? We got the USFL coming. And, yes. Uh, well, they, just started, had, they just had their draft last night, and mm -hmm. Michigan's own Shea Patterson went number one, uh, the man that. who had to call timeout <laughs> against us. Yeah. The team. Yeah, him and uh, – uh, was it Jim Fisher? Yep, Jim, Jim Fisher. Is it Jim? Wow, I'm Jim? really Jim? – uh, Anyway, no, it's not. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, sorry. I knew it was a J. Oh, anyway, we'll talk about USFL when it gets started because we're going to be big Philly star guys. Big yep. Philly star guys. Their QB that they drafted with the third pick is from like some random college. Never heard of him, but really, I'm, I'm ready to hop on the train, whoever he is. <laughs> um, but Davis, let's talk some football to start. Um, we didn't really talk about the Eagles much after the season ended. Uh, last week, we were mainly just talking about the Super Bowl. But Davis, let's get some. Let's talk about the Eagles. They got a big offseason ahead of them, dude. They got three first round draft picks. They have yep. enough cap space to make some move, uh, some moves at free agency. Um, but Davis, what are you expecting from the Eagles this offseason? Just you know, I think the number one thing is who who's going to be running our offense. Who's going to be the quarterback? Yeah. Like there have been things coming out saying that uh, the Eagles front office does not think Hurts is a franchise quarterback, yeah. and I'd agree. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I think he's a good middle. Where like you know, if if we're not trying to contend next year, I'm totally fine with him yeah. still at the helm. Uh, but you know, with all these draft picks, I I'm okay also restarting. And I'm not saying restarting by picking a quarterback in the first round, that would be mm -hmm. a terrible, terrible mistake that Howie would no. make. But I think mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, especially in free agency and then in the draft, just stocking up the stuff that we need, you know, going with yeah. linebacker or offensive line in the draft and then going mm -hmm. maybe with wide receivers in, uh, in free agency. Yeah. And as we both said in the past, I think the opportunity to use all three first round picks on other players, not a quarterback is so tempting maybe two defense, maybe, you know, a lineman, maybe a receiver, who knows. Um, before we get into the drafts and free agency stuff, let's talk about one of the biggest rumors for the Eagles going around right now. And that is Russell Wilson maybe becoming an Eagle. Um, Russell Wilson has not fully come out and been like, I want to be traded. There's just been rumors after last offseason, and um, obviously a couple insiders have come out and said that the Eagles may be the best landing spot for Russell Wilson. There's enough mm -hmm. draft picks there. They have some good skill position guys. Um, but what do you think about the possibility of like this actually happening? I, I, I don't see it happening. Like, I don't know why I just can't envision it. I, yeah. I see Russell and leaving the Seahawks. 
Seahawks in general, not just coming to the Eagles. I just don't see him leaving the Seahawks, leaving Seattle. Um, you know, I can see why he's frustrated there. Uh, and I think that, you know, there, there's a certain point where he's just going to be overvalued. And a lot of people are talking yeah. about you know, waiting. Nah, I shouldn't say wasting, but using two two first round, maybe even three first round draft picks for him. Uh, that would be a terrible, terrible mistake, especially for the for totally. the Eagles' future. I would have to agree. I mean, I, he is definitely worth two first round picks, but like having the opportunity to use three, like we just said, is tempting. But I, I just don't understand how how he can do that and be like, I'm satisfied this offseason. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, if you were to say like draft picks aside and what it would take to get him, how would you really feel about Russell Wilson like being on the Eagles? I would, of course, I'd like it. I, you know, I think he's. He just is such a positive dude on the field. Like he's not a guy yeah. who stirs drama and he's not a guy, but I also don't think he's that type of guy that's going to want to be a part of a part of this rebuild. I'd say that the Eagles are yeah. going through right now. Um, you know, I, I don't see why he wouldn't want to go to Denver. I wouldn't want to go over to the 49ers teams that are basically a mm-hmm. quarterback away from being a contender. Um, so I don't, I think I like the idea of Russell Wilson coming to the Eagles, but I don't think it's going to be the right fit if he does come here. I think I would have to agree. It would, it would be really cool to see him here, just like kind of what we've been seeing with the Harden thing. It would be really cool to see a player of that caliber come to Philly, but I, I just don't think the fit's here with Russell Wilson. Um, and uh, maybe we can get someone else. I, I don't know. I think Hurts is probably the move this year. And then you know, if we play that again, maybe we get a high first-round pick next year. Maybe try and trade one for next year or something like that. I don't know. But um, I, I'm interested to see what they do. But with the draft and free agency coming up really, really quickly, um, who is someone that you would like the Eagles to target in free agency? In free agency? Uh, you know, yeah. I think the first thing would have to be wide receiver. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe even defensive back or linebacker. But mm-hmm. I'd have to say the first person would have to be Allen Robinson. Like he yeah, he fits way too well here in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Penn State guy. But I think yeah. that having him on the side, opposite side of Devonta Smith, will help out the offense incredibly. But that is if we draft well in the draft and feel like we have yeah. the offensive line to protect Hurts or whoever is going to be throwing the ball to those those two guys. Um, because I, we're going to have to draft or sign a big I don't want to say a big name but a top uh offensive lineman so whether that's Tower Limblom at center you know because you know it seems that our offensive line is doing decent but it's not really as you know it's not not 2017. No and I don't think we could possibly get that close to you know the talent at that kind of the the blind like no no probably not um (laughs) but I would have to agree I mean would you like Allen Robinson, or what would you think of maybe Chris Godwin, Mike Williams? I see Godwin leaving. Juju, I've seen. Yeah, my, my only thing is I don't see Godwin leaving. I, you know, I mm-hmm. I really do see Allen Robinson leaving Chicago. You know, they're, they're changing things up there in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I think that he's just not the fit with Fields, and we saw that this year. Um, I yeah. think another guy is um, – oh, what's his name? The guy on the Jaguars, uh, DJ Chark. I think he would be another guy oh, yeah. who mm-hmm. would fit really well here. He's just he's just a unit. Like Devontae Smith's gonna be that guy who is your deep ball receiver, but you know, he has the speed and separation, but we're gonna need a guy like an Don Jeffrey to keep referring back to. Which need an X receiver, like someone who's right. six need, two or how bigger. Right. And I know that Keenan Cole's out there too. Um mm. just looking mm. real quick at some of the other free agents, like 
There aren't a ton Juju of names that cool. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about Juju. Like, he just can't stay healthy. Um, one guy out there, I don't think we'll get him, but it would be Mike Williams. That would be that would yeah. be really cool if we could get Mike Williams. Yeah, I, I would think that the Chargers would probably franchise tag him, but I've also seen that he might get like top wide receiver money. He might demand that kind of market. So right. we'll see if the Chargers pay it. But like, I mean, if they've Herbert, you got to lock up a receiver like Mike Williams, I think. But mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have to see what, what happens. Um, let's move to something else. There's been some weird rumors about Rodgers and Brady. Um, let's start with the Brady thing because it's probably more unrealistic. What do you think about him possibly going to the 49ers? Because I've seen that all over Twitter. It's been on TikTok a little bit. I just – it seems unrealistic, but I mean, you never know. You really never know. So, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I don't see him playing another snap in the NFL. That's just—I don't know if that's a hot take at this point, but like, I just don't. And then, you know, I think that maybe he, you know, when he put out his tweet or whatever it was on social media, saying like, "I'm—I haven't—I've considered coming back already," and that was a few days after he retired. Like, or, like, there's no way that he's just—he basically, I think, is just like bored of totally. retired life. You know, he's a young guy. He's been so successful in the NFL. But it would be cool to see him in uh, in 49er, in a 49er jersey in his hometown. But mm, I think, definitely. you know, going to the Rodgers thing, that would be a cool spot for Rodgers to go. Totally. So what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Because it seems like – I mean, this is just all word-of-mouth stuff. But it seems like the vibe is that he is in good spirits with the Packers. So that's probably the most likely option. But what do you think happens with Rodgers' offseason? Because – I really don't know. Yeah, I think that, you know, he just – like basically the short story of what just happened with him and all this news with him is basically he went on like a 12-day cleanse. Yeah, and I mean, it was very strange. And he came back and just felt very grateful for Green Bay and for yeah. all of his teammates. And he put out a long thing on Instagram. And he went on the Pat McAfee sure show and said, look, I'm not going to make a decision anytime soon. So, like, if you're here to listen to me try to make a decision, that's not going to happen. So I think that Rodgers is doing the right thing, and he's not stirring the pot anymore that, than he did during the season. But I, you know, especially – it depends what they do with Devontae Adams, I think. Um, yeah. You know, I think if they franchise tag Devontae Adams, I think that's a good sign that they think that they can bring Rodgers back. Um, yeah. But if Devonta Adams goes, let's say he goes to Denver, I can totally see Rodgers just saying, "Hey, like this was my one piece. Like this was my piece that made me successful." Uh, you know, of course they had a good offensive line too. This was my main target, and uh, you know, why would I want to stay here? So I see him yeah. maybe even going to the 49ers. I heard some Bucks rumors. I heard some. Um, oh, there's another Pittsburgh. one too. Steelers rumors yeah so Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's gonna go but honestly I don't think he's gonna stay in Green Bay really okay yeah I would have a hot take now but I I don't think it's that hot it's definitely plausible I think yep um but we'll have to see man I I really don't know what's gonna happen I think this free agency and draft period um could be very very exciting especially with some of the guys who are potentially free agents um I think a lot can change in the NFL in the next couple of months. And hopefully, fingers crossed, the Eagles are on the right side of that. Right. Agreed. But and I think that going into, the, going into the draft, I think another thing is uh, definitely working out the defense. There's a lot. This is very yeah. deep defensive class, especially when it comes to linebacker and corner. You know, if there's a guy like Sauce Gardner out there or a guy like uh, Nicobe Dean, those are guys that we're going to have to bring. That would be. You know, basically, if Howie didn't take them, people would know it was a miss right away. 
Um, that's yep. what I would say. And that's just the right pick at the time. It don't mm-hmm. turn out to be who they're going to be. Um, so this is really Howie's revenge tour, I think. Agreed. Agreed. I hope he makes the most of it and we don't squander this kind of opportunity. But, I mean, who knows here, dude? There's a lot that's going to happen. Um, and Philly rarely gets things right. So yeah. I, I like your idea. I think the defense is probably the best way to do it. But, I mean, we all thought Justin Jefferson was the right pick and – you know, we're sitting here with Jalen Rager. So right. you really never know with Howie. But let's move on yep. to college basketball. Um, we got March Madness coming up. We got the conference tournaments uh, in two weeks from now. Um, we got Selection Sunday that Sunday. And then three weeks from now, we start March Madness. So Super Bowl's over. It's time to start to talk about college basketball more. And a big game last night that we can quickly talk about Villanova lost to UConn, and I'm a big Nova fan, been a Nova fan. UConn, losing to UConn is a tough loss. It was our first loss to them since 2014 when they won, though, which is not terrible. But uh, a team like Nova losing like that this late in the season is a real killer. It's a real killer as we enter everything meaning something, especially when I'm playing a ranked team. But what do you think about this top 10, top five range of college basketball teams and it doesn't seem like there's a clear favorite this year, which is really, really fun. Yeah, agreed. I think that uh, I think this year college basketball is really interesting. But I will say that I'm kind of going on the other side of things, even though there isn't a top team. I think there's only four or five teams that even have a chance to win the whole thing this year. Okay. And, you know, this is I think it's really interesting. Like the, the top five teams right now are going Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Kansas. Um, out of those teams, I'd probably put. You know, the teams that I think are going to win March Madness, I'd probably put, I definitely put Gonzaga up there, uh, Arizona, Kentucky, Kansas, and maybe even Auburn. I'd throw Auburn and definitely Duke in there. So that's six mm-hmm. teams right there. I, I think those are the only teams that really have a shot because they're just so dominant in the way that they play. And, uh, you know, I think Gonzaga is obviously the front runner for all that. But the only reason yeah. that they get shaded a little bit is because they play in the West Coast Conference, like literally a conference yep. that has St. Mary's and then nobody's school like like Penn State might actually dominate that conference so I think that uh but the way that they're dominating is just unbelievable like I think their margin of victory is like 25 points uh again totally. which is and they have Chet Holgram they have uh Drew Timmy still who came back mm-hmm. from last year you know this Gonzaga team's really good but I do think that after those five or six teams things get really really interesting especially with teams like Texas Tech up there who I really yeah. like I like Tennessee I like Purdue um Illinois for sure. Um, but Wisconsin. You know, I think Wisconsin definitely. And we can talk about the Big Ten, uh, what we think is gonna happen there with that tournament because that, that could be a little crazy too. Uh it could really be madness, could. but we'll see. I think that um, you know, I think that this is gonna be a tournament where the first few rounds are absolutely chaotic and then it turns into a uh you know, a final four where it's kind of expected. Agreed, agreed. I think this could be very exciting. A lot of bracket busters probably this year. Um, I'm really looking forward to the conference tournaments because I think that's where we're going to see a lot of these teams really start to emerge. Um, Maybe a team like my Villanova guys will come out and win that tournament and come out hot. But you never know. Like some of these teams, like Wisconsin can win the Big Ten and go on a run. Um, Let's talk about the Big Ten a little bit because I think they are by far the best conference in college basketball right now. I think that's maybe a hot take. Um, like the Big mm-hmm. East, the SEC are all really good. But I, I think Big Ten has to be the strongest with teams like Michigan State. I know they just lost to Penn State, but they're still good. Do not count them out. 
And then we even talked about Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. Um, among some of the many heavy hitters, like you just mentioned with Gonzaga and Auburn and all those other teams. But um, I I really think that these conference tournaments are going to be huge. And then, you know, where the chips will fall, the chips will fall with the selection Sunday and we'll see where the brackets are. Hopefully um, we get some good games in Philly so we can go and watch. Um, Right. But what is your hot take going into March Madness? (sighs) My hot take is that going to be is is going to be that Gonzaga just rolls through everybody. You know, wow. I think this okay. is the year. I think this is the year that Gonzaga is going to prove that it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to be in a Power Five school, uh, a Power Five conference. I think that the way that they're dominating games right now is just unheard of. And uh, you know, on they're number one on Kempom, which is a very analytic sub when it comes to college oh, yeah. basketball. And you know, Gonzaga is twenty three and two right now. Like they're playing in a conference that is like bug shit basically. But even though that they're number one yeah. on Kempom, I think that really shows the way that they're winning games. It's just absurdly dominant. And they're, as of right now, they're um, unanimously the number one team in the country. So I don't know if that's a hot take because they're literally unanimous, unanimously the number one team in the country, but I, I think that they kind of steamroll right through and win, uh, win the madness. Interesting. I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, actually, no, I do. Sorry. I think that is a hot take because Gonzaga has been number one before they have been, the clear favorites and whatnot, and they have not fall, uh, followed through with that. So I think it is a hot take, and I think they've also had a tougher schedule this year. I, I don't know who they beat and who they didn't, but I know that they played UCLA, and I know they played Duke. Um, yep. So they played some tougher teams this year, which will help them once they get to the tournament. But uh, my hot take is going to be I think Duke makes a Final Four this year. Um, mm. This is Coach K's last year. I, I don't think that's something we can forget. They have a lot of really talented players. It's Duke. I can see them making a final push, maybe win the title. But um, I expect Duke to, you know, maybe not lose right away this year. I think they could make a run. Um, they got some talented guys on that team. And Wendell Moore has been there for a couple of years, and that will definitely help. Um, as yeah, much as they hate really Coach like K, but I do. You watch out for Duke. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think Duke is a team that, you know, not that they're going under the radar, but – I think that they're they're seen as not this classic Duke team that's always number one, yeah. number two. But they have, like you said, they have Wendell Carter, they have uh, Paolo Bendero, who's going to be a top mm-hmm. three draft pick probably this coming year. They have some oh, guys yeah. who really can, you know, they can score the ball. But they don't have a. Uh, my only problem with them is that they don't have a, you know, a ball a ball handler uh, at point yeah. guard. Like they, you know, this that's my only concern guard. with them. Yep, that, that's my only concern with them. So. I think I think I agree with everything that you just said about Duke, and I think that goes along with some other teams like Kansas. You know, I'd even say mm-hmm. maybe maybe like a Villanova. I don't know, like teams that are almost always at the top and seem like they have a pretty good shot this year. Totally, and I, I'm really excited because uh, college basketball in March is by far one of the best things uh, in sports. So as we get in closer to that, it's going to get more and more exciting. But let's talk before we end. Let's talk a little bit of the post All Star Break NBA. Um, the NBA will return tomorrow night, and then the Sixers play Friday, which should be Harden's first game. Um, mm-hmm. Before we talk about Harden, which we can for a sec, let's let's talk about what your bold predictions are for the second half of the NBA season. What do you think is a bold prediction? Uh, I think a bold prediction. I think that the Lakers are going to make the playoffs and actually wow, play okay. in the playoffs. And I think that's They're actually. Yeah. Okay. I would say that is a bold prediction. 
No, I think that's very bold. Um, you know, with the way mm-hmm. that things have been going right now with the Lakers, they're basically in shambles right now. And But I think that LeBron's going to pick it up, especially when AD comes back in the next few weeks. Um, they didn't make any moves at the deadline, but, you know, I wow. think that they sneak into the playoffs, which right now they're actually a better chance they don't make the playoffs um, on most sports books than they do make the playoffs. So um, I think that that's my bold take. I think another one, um, is probably that I think the Nets with Kyrie Irving now and the whole New York mask mandate or uh, vaccination mandate, yeah. Kyrie's going to be playing home games pretty soon with Ben Simmons. I think the Nets are uh, are going to come out of the Eastern Conference, and, and that's so sad to say after this move wow. that we just made. Okay. I think with all three of them, they're going to get some time to play with each other before the playoffs, and I think that they're they're going to show exactly why they made that trade. All right, well, remember this day, February 23rd. That's what you said. You said the Nets are going to win the East. I hope that you're wrong. I really do. <laughs> but I kind of feel the same way. I'm, I'm worried about Kyrie being able to play at home now. Oh, we could we could be in trouble here, Davis. But yep. who knows? We haven't even seen Harden play. I think that's going to be huge, um, especially yep. against the Timberwolves, who are actually a good team this year. Um, but a bull prediction I got for the second half of the year is that I think the Bucks have a very good chance of repeating. And I think a lot of people are forgetting about the Bucks just because they're not like crazy dominant this year, which is what they have been in years past. But right. I mean, let's not forget all that experience they have. Giannis is still like really good and he's having a career year in scoring. He's very, very close to Joe Embiid. I think he's like 0. 0.4 or 5 points off Embiid for the scoring mm-hmm. title. So I would really, really watch out for the Bucks this year. They, have they just did it last year so um i think there's a really good chance they could repeat and then in the west um i think i think the warriors are going to be the team to beat i know the suns have been really good mm. um but losing chris paul for for six to eight weeks is going to be killer for them and uh especially as the warriors continue to get more healthy draymond should be back soon clay's only going to get more and more adjusted james wiseman still come, is coming back soon a lot of people forgot about him and yeah. then kaminga has been great curry's obviously been great Watch out for the Warriors, man, especially as we near the playoffs. They're going to get better and better, especially after – I mean, Steph Curry just hit 16 threes in the All-Star game. Right, right. It's a lot of momentum. It's a lot of momentum. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that take. And, you know, just to add on with another take, I think there are only three teams in the West that have a chance, even a chance, to make the NBA Finals. And I think that's Golden State, Phoenix, and the Lakers. And I think that's – could be a hot take, but I, there's only three teams Whoa. that even have a chance Whoa. to make the NBA Finals. That is very disrespectful to the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Jazz, the Lakers. There, there's the toughest remaining schedule in the West, and they still have to get past the Clippers, who are getting Paul George back soon. Agreed. I, I, under, I totally understand. But the point yeah. being that I think that the East is wide open. Um, mm. You know, you got the Sixers, you got the Nets, you got Boston, which I think they're playing really well right now. I don't yeah, count down, that, don't, don't count them out. You got the Bucks, and uh, you get the Heat and Bulls. Chicago, so, Miami, yep, yep, yep. I'm not worried about Cleveland, and I'm not worried about Toronto, and those are like the only other two teams in the top eight. Uh, but I think there there are six teams in the East that can really, you know, show what they're worth for in the playoffs and coming towards the stretch of this regular season. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, the Lakers could be scary if Russ, LeBron, and AD, when he comes back, get on the same page. If that happens, I'd have to agree. Like, you, you can't count out the King. You can't count out the Lakers. They would be really tough to get past, but I don't know. They, they just didn't play well at all in the first half of the season. 
We'll just have to see what right. happens. I think uh, a lot of these trades can mix up teams too. The Cavs could be a team to beat. Come, you know, they have one of the easiest remaining schedules in the NBA. They could totally be number one seed and be a tough team to beat. Or you know, Sixers, Nets, like you said, the East is wide open. And that's here's the thing. What if, what if Cleveland opportunities? Let me give you a hypothetical. What if Cleveland gets the one seed? They're, they're two and a half games back. They're they're tied mm-hmm. with us right now with the three seed. What if Cleveland gets the one seed and has to play Brooklyn in the first round? I don't know. That would be a tough, tough series for both teams. And let's Agreed. not forget the Cavs just got Karis Levert. Garland's an all-star. You know, you know, they also have Jared Allen, Mobley's still really good. They still have Kevin Love, Isaac Okoro. This could be a team that could be either really good or they could be swept in the first round. So I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I think these next couple months are huge for the NBA, and we'll see where the chips land. And um, let's t- quickly talk about the Sixers before you get out of here. But um, James Harden and the Sixers are definitely going to be a team to beat right now. I, I think that could change. Yep. Um, I think I think that Harden and Embiid will work together well. And I think that the I Sixers agree. will be a really, really good team. But I also think this could end badly. There's a very big chance this could end badly. Um, knowing Harden's our history and all schedule, that. Our strength of schedule coming up. Um, you know, we come back on Friday against Minnesota, and then we have a doubleheader against, um, against the Knicks. Knicks. But yeah. after that, we've got Cleveland, Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn, and then a yeah. nice filler game with Orlando. Then we got the Nuggets, Cleveland, Dallas, Toronto, Miami, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Bucks to end the season. It's, it's tough, insane. Tough stretch. It is a touch, uh, t- tough stretch month of March. March is yeah. going to be the month that can show whether the Philadelphia, um, if, if this is the process. And uh, yeah. I actually, funny enough, I actually, uh, I was looking at the website today, which we never, of course, the website, everyone, what are we talking about? I actually wrote, I actually wrote an article today about the Sixers and James Harden. So well, go uh, check it out. I'll, yeah. Go check it out. Uh, but We'll put like, it in the description some, of the video. So scroll down and uh, check it out. Yeah, well, like will Harden work? I don't know. Like, I think he will, um, but it, it only works if it, if he can, um, you know, really enhance Embiid's game. Like Embiid totally. is the cornerstone of the process, and that's very obvious to anyone who's even has, remotely knows the NBA. And yeah. uh, you know, I don't with, think with Harden, Harden, like that. Harden, yeah, yeah, and I think that with Harden coming in, this stretch is going to be. This stretch is going to be really tough, but I think that yeah. um, the biggest thing coming down to this stretch is can the bench when when Joel is on the bench for you know, know what yeah. twelve minutes a game, uh, probably even more at this point, maybe like fifteen. Can can we even hold our own? That that's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't know the answer to the question. Um, we added to the bench yesterday with the signing of Willie Cauley Stein, Kentucky legend. Yeah, not really so much in the NBA pick in the but... draft. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I think he's just coming in to be the uh, pick and roll guy with Harden, and he'll just, you know, alley you dunk it a bunch. So we'll, we'll have to see how the bench plays. But I have, I think I agree with you 100. percent The bench is going to be where we make a break. Furcon's going to have to step it up. Uh, Shake Milton's going to have to step it up. Dybul's going to have to start shooting better. Danny Green, everyone's going to have to chip in, and then Harden's got to play like even a shadow of his MVP self. As long as he right. can be dominant, but also, like you said, help and be out, I think we'll be good. But that's a lot to do, Davis. <laughs> so that's a lot it, of things is, that kind of work it together. It is a lot to do. And it's going to be tough whenever we uh, match up against Giannis and Chris Middleton and uh, 
and Serge Ibaka, but it's also going to be tough against uh, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Andre March Drummond, 10. Seth Curry. Like, March do you want 10. me to go on and on? Because I can, but or, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, this is a tough Eastern Conference this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, March 10th is going to be very interesting. I, it seems like Ben's going to be able to play by then. Um, yep. I, I don't I don't know that for sure. Danny Green said on his podcast he doubts Ben plays, but I, I feel like he could because uh, – Apparently he's ramping it up and he should be back in a week or two. So yeah, I hope that that is like game of the century, like, you know, yeah. fate of the universe on the line. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a good last stretch of the year and hopefully the Sixers are up to the task. But Davis, we'll be back next week to talk more sports. We'll be talking Sixers, probably instant reaction to the Harden uh, first, probably two games by that point. Yeah. Um, but make sure you go check out Davis's article in the description of the video. It'll be on our WordPress website. It's too long of an address to just throw up, but just click in the description. You know, subscribe, like, share. Keep killing it, guys. We love you all. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out.